Guru Nation, welcome to episode 517 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Shiva Shabanian, Clinical Research Associate from Vienna, Austria. We talked about a lot of things. She actually has a clubhouse, CRA Networking Clubhouse. This is where Shiva and I actually met and came up with the topic, top uh, mistakes, most common mistakes that new coordinators make and what sites and CRAs can do about it. Uh, check it out, links in the show notes to Shiva's LinkedIn, as well as the Clubhouse club name, uh, CRA Networking. She also has the uh, brand Ikra. Uh, and in the show notes also, you're gonna see the CRA Academy, the CRC Academy, which we talk about both during the show a little bit. Uh, if you need help getting studies for your site, text me 949-415-6256. Finally, my Patreon channel, five bucks a month is not for everyone, but it is for people that want to increase their opportunities, learn a little bit about digital marketing, how to leverage social media for their opportunities in life science. And then we also get into things like investing, mindset, cryptocurrency, just real estate, random things that I'm also interested in. So check that out, patreon.com slash Hopefully you enjoy this episode. There is a lot to discuss. This could have easily been three hours and we're definitely gonna have a part two. So check it out and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Guru Nation, welcome back to another episode. This one's going on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, podcast, everywhere. Because it's an important topic, I got Shiva Shabanian from Ikra. The Ikra is her brand. We're going to get into her and her career and what she is. She's a senior CRA. Uh, we met on Clubhouse. I think we met on Clubhouse. Uh, although it's so hard to tell now. You just meet online. You don't know where. It doesn't matter where. LinkedIn doesn't matter anymore. Instagram. Who cares? It's just a human beings meeting. But we were discussing this topic on a Clubhouse with, with uh, Shiva. And basically, we were talking about rookie mistakes or the most common mistakes that new coordinators make and what better person to discuss this than a senior CRA who brought up this topic in the clubhouse so obviously you're passionate about this Shiva but this is going to be a good interview because we're going to learn a little bit about your career how you got started. We're going to learn about your brand, Ikra, your, your company and your brand. And then we're going to get into the weeds a little bit and talk about what's the most common mistakes coordinators make. It irritates people sometimes. And let's figure out how to stop this irritation or is it possible to stop? I don't know. Yesterday on Keeping It Real in research, everybody shared their first study. Mine was a disaster. Most people's was a disaster too. So welcome, Shiva. How's it going? Uh, hey, Dan. Hi. Uh, thanks for uh, giving your time in the morning in the US. So I'm down in Europe. Uh, we're in the evening. So after my job, I had a great time to have a chat, uh, not other than Dan, the guru. Um, so I call you the Dan, the guru, because <laughs> you are the guru of everything now. Thank you. Thank um, you. And by so the way, thank you for all the way from Australia or from Austria, sorry, all the way from Austria. I'm in California. We had to make the time difference work. It's actually even yeah. harder. It's even harder if you do it from Australia, by the way, but Austria is not that different. Yeah. It's only eight hours <laughs> different, right? Sure. What is it? 530 over there? 
Um, it's six hours actually. We started at six thirty. Yeah. So oh wow. Okay. Uh, okay. So thank you for coming on, Shiva. Thank you. Um, so then, speaking about the journey, um, my journey is uh, very planned. It's not uh, as you discussed yesterday. Um, I have studied pharmacy, uh, but from the beginning, I didn't want to become a pharmacist who is working in drugstore or any sort of uh, normal thing that people have seen in their lives. Um, from the beginning, I knew that I want to do pharmacy because I needed it. Um, and then um, instead of going towards that path, I changed to um, doing clinical research, like specifically doing my master in clinical research. Um, so I landed in Austria and uh, I started this journey simultaneously with having a job at the Medical University of Vienna in the Department of Cardiac Surgery. Uh, so for me it was uh, learning how to be a coordinator in the first place, uh, because we had this uh, segmented or fragmented episodes that how you can go to, down to this journey, like being a coordinator, do you want to design a trial? Do you want to uh, be a CRA or who are CRAs actually? Uh, so I've been coordinator myself for uh, two years. Um, and um, if people refer to my LinkedIn, they know where, uh, so I don't want to mention the name of the sponsor, but it was a great opportunity because it was a very post, uh, very post-marketing, great, huge uh, study, and we had a huge number of participants. It was quite challenging for me because I had no clue where I am and what I'm doing, uh, so it was like I was a drop in an ocean, so <laughs> it was quite challenging. Um, but then uh, when I passed these two years, then I was so sure that that was the right choice to make. Um, and I wanted to become a CRA because I knew that uh, the most important part of any trial are the CRAs because uh, they're the ones who have to check the uh, quality of the data, a quality of the site. And um, this risk versus benefit is actually getting controlled by the CRAs. Um, I know the sponsors are putting us uh, on top of all the trials and they want everything to be taken care of. So I think CRA life and a job was a journey I wanted to experience. And of course, any CRA again wants to become a CPM maybe. Um, for now, I think I love what I'm doing and I'm sure that one day I'm gonna be a CPM and that's what I'm planning for. But uh, I think before becoming a CPM, I need to make sure that my story uh, with my colleagues, with people like you are getting shared and people getting replaced by us, at least good people with good quality and with more knowledge. So this is what I'm trying to do at this moment, uh, at this point of my life. Then. And what, what is ICRA, your, your brand, your company? What is ICRA? Uh, so ICRA came uh, across my mind because there, there have been so many uh, CRO names or like, um, as you said in US, like site managers. Uh, ICRA for me is like International Clinical Research uh, Association because I want people to get part of this uh, or I'm always ready, like some of my coordinates say, oh, could we share something with your hashtag? I'm like, yeah, sure, you can because uh, if you're posting something for your coordinators, it needs to get distributed. So um, this is my own uh, organization, uh, which I make it as an association of other affiliates because there are so many of us doing so many great things. Uh, so I'm trying to associate it with my own coordinators, with my own CRAs. So it's sort of multi-brand. I want everyone to use it to have it. And um, 
technically broadcast it. And also you mentioned Cophouse and Cophouse, I'm trying to do CRA networking. I want people to network. And through this network, I found so many PIs, I found so many coordinators. Um, I found so many uh, actually clinical trial designers. Yep. So it's more of networking. Yes. Uh, this is what I'm going with my brand uh, for now. Yeah. That's good. Congratulations to you for that. I mean, it's uh, we definitely need more representation on social media. So anything you can do, definitely helpful, especially sharing the European perspective, which we don't get any of that um, here. I mean, it, it, most people I know who are sharing their experiences as CRAs are US-based. I know there's one based out of Paris, and um, uh, but you know that's in French. So it, it's good to have just good diversity representation from all over the world. Let's talk a little bit about what we discussed on Clubhouse. The and then I have. Were you in the room yesterday with Marjorie, keeping it real? Yes, I'm always there. <laughs> How did you feel before we get into the most common? mistakes new coordinators make and how we can solve them maybe maybe not i don't know that's a good discussion mm -hmm. how did you feel about that one person who said it doesn't matter because it's a uh, i forgot i don't want to mention who it is but i wanted to get a cra's opinion on this it doesn't matter how you handle a study as a site if the fda is not going to audit it because it's a post-marketing study or something. What did you feel about this? As a CRA yourself. <laughs> As a CRA, I felt I'm offended. <laughs> that was the, I mean, that was the wrong, um, I don't know what he meant uh, or what he wanted to um, really express was um, the impression from his job or his experience made him to say that. That's my opinion, first of all. But second of all, you know that our perspective is different. Uh, because we see the whole scenario from other angle. Um, I mean, the whole wording was wrong. First of all, it doesn't matter. It really matters from each and every angle of it. It matters right. how you start, how you prepare your site. Um, also, me as a monitor, when I go for monitoring, I'm not just going for monitoring. I'm actually preparing my site to be ready for an audit anytime. This is what we have been prepared for, and we've been taught to, to do that. Like monitor the way that next time you may not get a chance to go on monitoring and your site is ready for an audit. Whether this is post-marketing, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter which phase <laughs> of it is. It, whether it's phase zero, one, two, three, four p.m. For me, it's like you have to be ready. Your site right. has to be ready. Your data has to be prepared. Um, CRO has to have an overview of what you have done and communicated it already with a sponsor. So um, if I want to, be so bold because I do believe and I always say shout out, be bold. It was a wrong statement. Um, and where it comes from, let him to be the judge. But for me, since I've been asked to comment on it, I said it's a wrong statement. I mean, thank God. Yeah. Thank God for him. It's uh, <laughs> it was on Clubhouse <laughs> where it's live, not recorded. I agree with you. But you know what? As a site owner, I don't agree mm -hmm. with what he said. But I, I'm a site owner and I'm a contract CRA, so I have like both perspectives. I understand what he's saying. Uh, I mean, the data that he brought up shows FDA never, never audit any of those kind of studies. But 
what he left out, and as a site owner, I understand we've had hypervigilant monitors come. It seems like sometimes they just want to find something, right? Just to do it, just to show that they're doing their job. So I have empathy with him. But when you're a high enroller site and you are getting money, you are receiving money from the sponsor or the CRO, you owe it to them to do your job properly. And they're allowed to, because they pay for it, to monitor how they want to monitor it. And at the end of the day, patient safety. I mean, we have to make sure patients are safe, especially high enrolling sites. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. FDA doesn't audit. What about patient? Are they being, you know, are, are they being randomized properly? Are they, are they being kept safe? Are the con meds uh, maybe contraindicated? I mean, sites make mistakes especially high enrolling sites. I don't care how experienced you are. Your coordinators can make mistakes, you know, especially in high enrolling sites. So I, I, while I have empathy for, I think what he was trying to say, uh, <laughs> I knew the CRAs would not like that. And I, I agree with you CRAs on this one as well. So um, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm glad you were in the room because I wasn't sure if you were in the room. I was driving, so I didn't see who was in the room. But uh, <laughs> that's good that we could have that. I was there ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard it. I was like, oh my god. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> if I mean, yeah. Okay, so let's get to your topic uh, that you brought up on Clubhouse. C common coordinator mistakes when they are new, like maybe the top five or the top ten. I don't know. And then how we can fix those, if at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, that's a very important question. And uh, top five with top 10 are very different. So I try <laughs> to go with the red flag one. Yeah, no think, order, no um, particular order. Unless yeah, you want sure. to give an order. Unless you want uh, to order. It. Um, uh, my mind is anyway organized normally. <laughs> <laughs> I go order wise. Um, first place, I, I know um, since you said new ones. So new ones, um, what I have seen on average, they have no idea that if they have done the ICA GCP certificate, like they are carrying the certificate, um, they're not really obeying the rules uh, or regulations that are mentioned in ICA GCP. So they're not following them in practical life. I've seen that thousand times. Uh, like um, for that, I say like they, they pre-file the whole um, delegation log. I want to kill myself. I want to put my hair off. I'm like, why would you even do that? That's the responsibility of the PI to, you know, delegate the side staff. You don't need to pre-fill the whole form for them. So that's a no-go thing for me. Um, so I know that they're carrying the certificate. I know they've spent eight hours of course, uh, but for them it was just a course. They didn't take it uh, serious that what they're doing, they're dealing with data. And I know data can be, can, could be like, falsified, could be plagiarized, you could correct it, yes, uh, but under my observation, then when I documented, it's okay. Uh, and I've seen that, like seeing the data getting changed on um, electronic portal, not just even source data, but also an electronic portal. And I'm telling them, oh, I have an audit trail. I can see that. I see what you're doing. So um, for me, it's that having the certificate doesn't mean you're a qualified person to do the job. This is the first thing I've learned about all the coordinators. <laughs> yeah, that GCP really means nothing. I mean, it means you you watched some slides and you you answered some quiz questions maybe correctly, 
that doesn't Maybe. translate into real life at all. No, no. That's like the first red flag for me. And then uh, once uh, I know my coordinator is very new, um, I check their relationship with the whole team. I want to I see if my coordinator is taken seriously as an asset in the team. Because if my coordinator is just seen as a coordinator, but I'm just saying it like that because it's just like, she's just a coordinator. No, no, she is the coordinator at the center of my study. And I need to know that whether her communication with the other side staff is going to impact my work, my job, my patients. So um, I need other part of the team take her seriously or him because she is the one who's conveying my messages to the team and team to me. So uh, her position is very important. At times I've seen that the coordinators do not have good contracts or they're not even having contracts sometimes and they're assigned to that particular study uh, because the PI does not have funds or waiting for the sponsor to pay them and then they can contract the coordinator. So my coordinator is losing her motivation. At times mm -hmm. it happens that a coordinator come to me, tell me oh, uh, the next six months, I'm gonna be till June there and from July, I don't know. Uh, I, make, I make action. I, I, I call my co PI and say, What's the plan for the coordinator? Um, what's going to happen? Because she's in the picture and I need her. And I want you guys to know that I can, without her, I can communicate with you guys because you're either in operating room or somewhere at the ward. And I cannot approach anybody except her. So I want my coordinators to be taken seriously. And this message is for the PIs who are trying to really um, hire some coordinator without money or with the low, low, low budget. That's impacting your study. I mean, I think that's very important for them to know. Yeah. And also, again, um, PI, sometimes I do understand they're so, so busy, although they have their GCP certificate, although they've been PIs and participated in 100,000 trials. Um, those PIs are very important for me to have a good uh, coordination with their coordinator yeah. because they have lack of time. They're not making taking time for the coordinator and coordinator sometimes wants to express uh, the importance of something. Maybe it's a safety report, maybe it's a serious adverse event, or maybe there are events that they have not been um, recognized by him or her in the medical history and they need the PI or the sabai to help them. Yeah. So that means please make time for your coordinator and take their statement seriously because so want... they're seeing other parts of the trial. So I want to I want to get back to the PI, but let's go back to delegation. So I agree with you. Coordinator is the backbone of any study. I hate when people say, "Oh, I'm just a coordinator." You are the most <laughs> important part of the study. I mean, let's face it: most PIs don't do much. They just look at the safety. At best, they're looking at the safety of the patient throughout the study, like in great detail. At best, yeah. uh, from my experiences, and we're gonna get back to the PI. But coordinator is the backbone of the study, so you need to train them properly. This is why we have the CRC Academy. You need to train your staff properly in real life scenario, not in GCP textbook scenario. But let's go back to delegation of duties log. So you're saying that having the log pre-filled with the duties. Uh, maybe each person writing their own duties and then having the PI initial because I've seen that happen too. You're, what's the proper way you would like to see that done? 
Um, what I have suggested my sites most of the time, I give them one paper um, and I tell them since uh, the tasks are anyway uh, number wise are categorized, right? So you can sit down with the PI if you know that the PI doesn't have time. That is just one time job, right? So you go to the PI says, oh, this is the study we're doing and you have to delegate a site step. And these are the tasks. So always my site do like that. They write sabai, or sometimes some studies need assessor. So they write assessor, and they write study nurse, and they write coordinator. And then they put the number in front of it. So the PI himself knows what he's doing. In that way, for me, it's okay if she or he filled it out with the PI and had it prepared on one paper, but not documented by her own on the delegation law. That's wrong for me. Because I want the handwriting of my PI, I want to know how my PI is writing. I tell you why, because at times it happened to me, uh, the PI had uh, several handwriting and I thought, oh, there are three, four different people. Then we discussed it with PI and said, oh, it's me. I was like, oh, oh, that's you. Why it's different? And said, oh, when I'm in hurry, I write like that. Uh, when I'm in peace and I have my own time, I write in that way. I was like, oh, then note to file. I took a note to file and I asked him to document the whole four types of his handwriting. Uh, therefore, when the coordinator fill out a delegation log, it's going to be huge, um, like confusing to me because later on in the study, I cannot track uh, who has written what. And based on that, I can track everything, their signature, their handwriting. So a delegation log for me is the Bible. I, I refer to my delegation log every do you, visit. It's open. Do you do the delegation log with the site at the SIV? You make sure that like you're there. Yes. Okay. Yes, and exactly. then when when you yes. do it, I what do you sure. do? You have the coordinator. Let's let's keep it simple. Coordinator and PI, although there's more people, but coordinator and PI are yes. sitting in a room with you. And you, you have the coordinator write their name or the PI writes the coordinator's name? Uh, PI write the coordinator's name. Okay, That's so PI write everything. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's important for me. And that's because of the, um, to, to be able to assess their handwriting for Alcoa, right? You want to make- their handwriting, exactly. And also, you know, we have a start task, end of the task, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some companies, um, by the end of the task, they have only date. Mm -hmm. Some have signature and stop date. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that at times by my lovely coordinators, they have put a stop date and then PI signed it. In that way, I caught them. <laughs> but what about now? Everything's so, you know, going. Me, everything now is moving to e-regulatory, right? So yeah. like electronic, now you can tell. I mean, you have an audit trail of who's logged in. Maybe that makes it easier, actually. Maybe that solves this problem somehow. Um, indeed, yes. But uh, I don't know how uh, you said that we have a gap between Europe and um, um, US. Mm. The difference for us is still in Europe. Um, we are using, for sure, electronic CRF and stuff like that, just mm -hmm. like you guys. But when it comes down to delegation log, uh, we still use paper. Mm -hmm. And that's our source. And then we upload it. So we haven't gone to that step of electronic uh, delegation law. Yeah. 
uh, like we document them for our team in our SharePoint or something, but it's still our service is the paper that we receive. And also I tell you something else uh, that for us SDB SDR is not yet done electronically. So we generally cannot uh, obtain the medical history of the subject, even though it's anonymized. So uh, there is still a gap uh, between us and uh, US and also in Europe people, um, I know the staff are um, the member of the ethic board. They really like to keep it still very authentic. They want things to be done uh, yeah. very, uh, you know, old fashioned in a way, but in a safe way. So yeah. Yeah. that makes it also hard for us and them. I do understand them again. That is the reason if it goes electronically, it is easier, but again, it's difficult to track who has done what, right. who has logging with the PI. Uh, and don't account. let, so. and, and, and um, I understand you're in Europe and this goes to everybody watching as well, no matter where you are, don't let it fool you when you go on LinkedIn and all you see is decentralized trial, e-source, e-reg, even here in the US, most sites are still using paper source and paper regulatory. Uh, we're starting to shift a little bit to the uh, e-reg. Most sites are still, I would say, probably 80% using paper, but that is over time going to change, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, we're we're not like that different from Europe either. Most sites still using the the paper uh, source and regulatory. Now, Shiva, let's talk about. Well, what's another issue? I guess that's a common new coordinator mistake. Because I have a couple. Should I share mine, or you want to share yours first? You can share yours. I have three on my list remaining. We will go right. with yours first. Let me let me tell you mine. Mine is, uh, I don't know if, it, I mean, it, of course it's important, but this is the one I find a lot. Mm -hmm. The When the patient comes in to the site, they usually, at least for the good sites, they see the PI and the PI takes progress note of what the patient's telling them. So the PI may be spending 10 minutes, if it's a screening, maybe 30 minutes talking to the patient. Okay, maybe five minutes for a regular visit. It's still enough to do oversight. Then the patient sees the coordinator. So if the patient had, for example, let's say acid reflux as an AE mm -hmm. last week, they tell the PI this because they're not going to tell the coordinator. They, they're going to tell the clinician, right? They rather, if they're going to talk to the doctor, they're going to tell the doctor. So the doctor writes it down. Now the patient finished with the doctor. The doctor has his notes with him. The coordinator sees the patient. The patient doesn't mention the AE to the coordinator. And so the coordinator just writes their own notes, gets the visit done, and then enters that in the EDC. PI gives the coordinator their progress note. Coordinator doesn't read it, just follow it, and that's it. So that AE is getting missing from the EDC. It's not reported because the patient assumes the PI is going to tell the coordinator, but the coordinator busy. They don't read it or they don't even get the progress note on the same day. Maybe they get it before the monitor comes. Hey, I got to file all my progress note from the PI. And so I see a lot of AE missing from the EDC. And I mean, that could be a patient safety thing. Although for the most part, I think it's more of a data issue that makes life harder for CRAs. Do you experience this too? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, that was uh, after my five items, actually. Um, it was coordination of uh, the coordinator and the PI or the subvise mm. and the visit. That's very important. I want, I always um, told my coordinator, please, please try to really plan your um, visit or screening or pre-screening when you have time. I don't want you to be in one room and the PI in another room, and then you're handling thousands of patients at a time and not getting time for one of the patients. Because um, to be honest, uh, it's not a routine visit. We need to understand all of us. We need to understand this is not a routine visit. Subjects are coming. Uh, I, I tell them subject because I talk, we're speaking trial-wise, you know. Um, subjects are coming on the site just to participate in a trial for their better own of um, benefit and getting cured or having a better quality of life. So this is very related uh, to spending good time for them and um, listening to them and seeing what is going wrong. And these are all related to each other. So if the coordinator tells me, oh, I'm, I'm assigned to thousands of trials, then I'm like, okay, then put them on slots that you are available at least for this trial and other trials. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because that makes them, why would the subject come, you know, on site and spend two yeah. to three hours of his or her time if it's seen as a routine patient? You know, because yeah. later on you have to follow up that subject. And again, it's like they're also having a journey with you. I mean, for me, uh, it's very important. That's why I, I advise them, please make a free slot, one hour for this subject. And at least in the first 15 minutes when your sabai or PI is there, try to be there. I mean, your attendance is important because the first 15 minutes is the particular time that data is getting shared between the PI and between the subject. And in after that 15 minutes, if you don't have time, you have to go draw blood or do the CG. I don't know, do something. Then it's okay. But that conversation is not missed. And you are in a picture and you have data on it. So this is what I'm advising. And um, that's what they're trying to do. But I do understand the side that has only one coordinator. Practically, it's very, very impossible. But they made it possible. So good advice normally works. Yeah, I find that at the smaller clinics, communication is generally better between the PI and coordinator than at the bigger. I mean, I've monitored academic institution and the PI is seeing the patient in a different building, like across the street. And the coordinator is in their office, you know, and I mean, I had one I have one case where because of COVID, right, the PI the the uh, coordinator work from home and the PI sees the patient and I told the PI after a monitoring visit hey I want to let you know your coordinator is doing a very good job you know what the PI told me I haven't met her yet <laughs> I only <laughs> talked to her on the phone or on zoom Aww. because of the so at these big institutions you know that communication definitely can get lost um, but that isn't that the, I mean, to fix that problem is really the PI, no? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. That's why I'm really, you have seen that I'm emphasizing things, coordination of a coordinator and a PI, coordination of a sub and the coordinator, because they need also to understand they're part of that trial. I've seen, um, I'm seeing, and I have seen, and we're going to see that again. Um, that's not going to stop that the PIs are super busy. 
they cannot even come sometimes on site or they are not able to attend normal site initiation visit. So we try to finish it with a um, five minutes phone call and uh, that's a huge uh, problem. Um, referring to what Marjorie Lester was saying in Keeping It Real, we're like, um, if a CRA has so many um, issues and risk open, that means the CRA was not able to do her job. Uh, I don't want to put it that way. I want to say it depends on a situation. When my PI is not available for an initiation or PI is another building coordinator in another building. So, uh, you know, these are, these are the problems. I feel all of them need to understand that this is a coordination of a team and cooperation of them which is getting centralized by one person as a coordinator who's trying to really adjust all these, you know, um, issues or um, time or bringing patients on site, bringing patients to PI office. So I think these are important. And uh, you had a really good point. There is a huge difference between a small clinic, academia, and uh, sponsored sort of uh, clinics who are really just working on clinical trials. They have different establishment and they have different processes. And uh, those with more studies are organized. They have uh, calendars, share calendars among the coordinators. And each coordinator is assigned to several um, particular studies. They are not interfering in each other's studies, but they're backing each other up with queries, with, um, I don't know, problems or something. Uh, but with a small clinic, it happens that they have like, I don't know, five to six trials and there is only one coordinator and it makes it a very tough life for the clinic and for the coordinator. Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll get back to your list now, but I wanted to talk about yeah. because this is related. Yeah. So in the United States and I'm sure in Europe too, you have certain sites that the sponsor prefers because of the name of the PI. So they're called key opinion leaders here. I don't know in Europe if it's called the same thing. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. That's true. So KOL. Yeah. So I know from many monitors, and luckily I'm only monitoring one academic site, and the key opinion leader is so important on my study that they're not even a PI, they're the sub I. Because the key opinion leader said, I have too many study. I'll be the sub-I. You should be honored that I'm even a sub-I on this study. But, and I, thankfully, I have a good, because my PI, because there's more junior, they actually are, like, not a key opinion leader yet. So, it's, it, you know, it's a key opinion leader site, but not really, because the PI is not KOL. So, I got lucky as a CRA. I don't have the usual problems. But I hear stories from our colleagues that monitor the big academic institution that no matter what they do, who they complain to, what they put in their report, the KOL doesn't change how they operate and that's it. And the sponsor keep giving them more study because they want that name for the investors or whatever it is, you know, for, for the articles, for, for the scientific pr uh, publications. Yeah. What do you think about this? Cause I think it's like a, kind of a serious problem um but i understand why they're doing it too i mean if i were a pharma i would still want a kol involved with my study but i don't know it makes the cras like puts them in a tough position indeed <laughs> <laughs> you have really touched a topic which then it's also sometimes political 
So we're trying to be politically correct to respond to this uh, situation and not make <laughs> issues for ourselves and uh, the sponsors and the pharma industry. I know they like it. I, I indeed love it. I know they love it. Um, we are suffering. I'm suffering. You're suffering. Coordinators, <laughs> they're suffering. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to get it done, to be honest, too late now, because I know they love to work with this sponsor. And, and sometimes um, it just, you might think it's just a sponsor selecting them. I want to tell you another perspective is also those KOLs who are working with them and they want to work with them because at the end of the day, they are sometimes also part of the uh, medical board giving them ideas. So it's also innovative. So it, it's good. I mean, I look at the from perspective of being positive and good it mm -hmm. is good mm -hmm. but the problem um, comes in the picture when this KOL himself or herself is um, careless about the whole process of the trial mm -hmm. that is the moment it creates chaos for us and when I'm trying to explain that uh, to my own, let's say, manager or my director and the director tries to communicate that with the sponsor. It's just like you're telling a story that nobody wants to hear it out. Mm -hmm. So that's the part it's sad. You, because you know the point. You know what's happened. You're trying to really convey those messages and nobody's yeah. listening to you. Yeah. So I think the smart way for us as a CRA, at least for me, was always to find my own solution in this picture. Because there is nothing could be changed because it's like a two-way road they they need each other they yeah. need these KOLs and the KOLs also need them and i think that's so, what the sponsor um, wants you to do also by the way they they assign the senior CR, the most senior cra's to these KOLs not only that sometimes they have a separate team called the SWAT team that comes in after the study and clean everything up and these people make a lot of money who are cra's doing this so more problems you solve the more money you're going to make in a free market economy. And so that's, there is some good stuff to this too, but for the day-to-day -day CRAs, it's uh, like you said, you got to yeah. solve your own problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I see nothing negative about it, uh, except uh, who's getting bothered and it's a CRA. <laughs> but for them, it's working, you know. And the coordinator, and the coordinator. And the coordinator. <laughs> oh, I have so many stories. The coordinators are also sometimes not happy about it. Yep. So because they, yeah, because they have also to do most of the work for the, you know, the mm -hmm. KOL. And, uh, you know, so uh, there's another story from coordinator side, which I'm going to introduce you to them and you can talk to them. So, um, yeah, I feel it's positive to be politically correct. It's positive. It's good. Um, but it's just painful for us because we need to find a solution that not to be disrespectful to this KOL, not to be disrespectful to our own organization and not causing problems for our organization with the sponsor. So we are all in a chain uh, that we need to know what we're doing, uh, which normally a junior CRA or um, CRA without experience uh, cannot deal with this chain and at times impact it. And then it has consequence. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. it's see these topics like i know you have more on your list too in all honesty and i don't even know what's left on your list but any <laughs> of these topic we can do two hour i mean yeah. they do they do conferences about these topics or at least panel discussions at conferences about these yeah. topics i feel like we need like a three hour 
Joe Rogan type of where I have Palinka. Do they drink Tsuika? I'm from Romania. They drink Tsuika or Palinka. Do they do that in, in Austria or what do they drink? Uh, um, here, uh, well, that's very difficult to say, but I know that we are wine people. Uh, oh, wine. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. We and need also to, like, we have something like schnapps. Yeah, exactly. Schnapps. I know if Austrians are hearing that, yeah, we have schnapps. I think it's somehow what you're saying. Oh, it's man. like you drink it even after our meal. Yes. I don't know about that. I think Eastern Europe has better alcohol for out of necessity. Oh. I think. I think out of necessity. But yeah. uh, um, anyways, we need to like unpack these topics. Yeah. There's just a lot. You can go in depth on like all of these. So, yeah. what's next yeah. on your list? Um, on my list, uh, something which is very very important is uh, please not throw the coordinator into an ocean that they have no idea. And I've seen that my coordinators are, it's just like you're just, you know, pulling someone in the swimming pool. I wanted to say <laughs> swimming pool, but it's an ocean. Do not pull them like that. You With know, it's, sharks. It's just like a bloody yeah, it's ocean. Just like, because it's just like uh, you're, you're trying to pull them in that, hey, come, we are here. <laughs> but at the way that you're really pushing them towards something that they, they have no clue about. I feel a good coordinator, at least a good coordinator, could have a good leader. And I see that leader, the PI. So at least have a talk with your coordinator. Make a little bit of 15 minutes of time to them and tell them, hey, this is what we're doing. That's what we're expecting from you. And uh, if you're not ready, uh, we do it together. At times it happened, I've seen both sides of this story. It's just like having an unexperienced uh, PI with the experienced uh, coordinator, having an unexperienced coordinator with experienced PI. Um, on average, I can really tell you frankly that the experienced coordinator was much more successful with an unexperienced PI because my coordinator really trained my PI. 100% agree. 100 yeah. <laughs> percent because look if you think i talk to people who want to open sites every day just about and i always tell them the coordinator is more important than the pi to have experience because the pi even if you are experienced pi what are you doing at at the end of the day you're just a, you're still a doctor and your job as a pi is no not much different from your job as a clinician it's to keep patients safe look at aes look at a uh, side effect from medication contraindication make decisions on dose adjustments this is you don't need really to know research well to do this you just a clinician i mean of course it helps but you just if you remain a clinician as a pi and look out for patient safety your job is like 90 percent done the your coordinator they need to know what research is because if they don't they're the ones doing most of the work so i 100 percent agree with you yeah i think that was uh the utmost um importance of my message i wanted to say um i, I don't want to go down because we don't have that much time we don't want to go down to my list but i think this was the most important take-home message for me for coordinators and pi at the same time so that they realize uh that uh, they need each other and also trust their experienced coordinator. Yes, mm. my dear, you are the physician. You are the most honest person on this planet. You are the goddess. But when it comes <laughs> to clinical trial, <laughs> please try to really trust your coordinator because um, they're the center of everything. Uh, they take care of your patients. 
at the same time, I'm taking care of your data. So I think they need to be taken very, very serious in this um, world of clinical research. Um, since we both have been also coordinated, we do understand how important this role is. And then um, I know that CRAs are also important, CPMs as well, but without coordinators, no study can succeed. We all know that. No study, not only no study, no technology can penetrate yeah. research. Uh, you have to have the coordinator. Coordinator are probably the most powerful stakeholder in the industry because if you let's say you're a technology vendor you see this all the time you use artificial intelligence to recruit patients from thin air and somehow it's magic that patients appear if the coordinator is not on board with your plan or your technology it could be the greatest thing ever it's not going to happen same thing with all the technology so coordinator you know they often get overlooked but uh they are the most important. This is why CRC Academy is so important for us. It's our biggest growing business now is our CRC Academy. Uh, and I could see why a lot of people starting new sites and they need, they understand the importance. Hey, I need a coordinator. I mean, I'm a PI. I can be a physician. I, I know how to be a physician. I know how to change medications and keep patients safe. I don't know 1572. I don't know how to do all these things. A coordinator doing delegation log. All that stuff you were talking about earlier, yeah. that's coordinator. Yeah. yeah, everything is coordinator. And uh, I think people need also to be really, really um, thankful that there are people at this moment in this industry like you who are really trying to train them because um, we spoke uh, having a certificate is not at all important. Yeah, it's like, nothing it's just like don't don't I, I would like to say don't even waste your time getting that certificate but unfortunately I can't say that so get the certificate <laughs> yeah, but have you a great still need training. it you need the paper yes, exactly. uh, yeah yes exactly but I if, it, if I had the power to say oh let's not have it but no uh there are people like uh, sitting uh, years and years like bringing up declaration of Helsinki due to these faults that happened in the past going back to the history so we, we want to avoid those mistakes. In order to avoid them, we need to have people to train them, to tell them what's the real world. Uh, also, when I did this MSC clinical research, I was telling uh, to the program uh, director, I said, do you know what's missing from our course? He said, what? I was um, having a real document in front of us, challenging us, seeing, oh, how should we even monitor? How should we even do that? Or what's the mistake? We had some examples on paper, but I was like, we need that more because that's going to really prepare me to get out there and then really myself diving in an ocean. Then I yeah. dare to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, having people like you trying to make effort to train people is very important. We need more of that. We need more people. And uh, your videos are very useful. Uh, even though you don't realize it, there are people watching your videos unknowingly. You have no idea about them. They're maybe in Africa uh, because I've heard that and I know that they're watching your videos. Uh, they're getting trained and it's getting used. Uh, so that means demand. And that means we are going on a right path and having right people alongside is the key to the success. Yeah, That's what I you. believe. Thank you for that. And shout out to Monica. 
Quitiva, who's yeah. the CRC Academy instructor, and then Tiffany Bennett, who's the CRA Academy instructor. By the way, CRAs are heroes as well, because look, what you just said, don't throw your coordinator into the ocean. That's nice, but everybody, most people still do it. Uh, even if they're experienced sites, they hire a new coordinator. Hey, best way to learn, go do the study that we think is not so important. But guess what? That study that's not so important, like the guy in Clubhouse was alluding, but I understand <laughs> what he's saying. No shade, but I understand what he was saying. Uh, the, 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 the thought process is don't worry, the CRA is going to teach them how to do it. And I've been in the situation I threw, I didn't throw myself in there. I was, I had no choice. I, I shared my story yesterday. I'm not going to repeat it, but you, you had to be in clubhouse to hear the good stuff guys go to clubhouse. But basically a CRA taught me everything. And in my opinion, saved the study. Um, I mean, we were like a high enrolling site. I would have eventually figured it out, but who knows how many deviations I would have had how much of that data would not have been usable because of the deviation. So the CRAs, like the CRAs are heroes, the ones that are good CRAs, you know, that take the time to train you because there's some that, you know, they would have not yeah. put themselves in that situation. No, that's true. That's true. And also one attitude, which I want to tell coordinators uh, because we blame PIM so much. So then we go to coordinators. Um, being cooperative with your CRE and, and uh, listen to them. Try to have a discussion with them. Sit down with them, uh, grab your coffee and have a normal chat. Because from that chat, a lot of things come out. And we are a family. And I believe my team are always my family because it's going to be three to four years we're going to spend you know, with each other. We're going to celebrate Christmas. We're going to celebrate, I don't know, Thanksgiving. We're sending out emails to each other. Those emails means a lot to me when I'm thanking my team. They are my team. And I really put them on, under my umbrella when my sponsor or the CRO uh, that I'm working for when I attack them, I'm like, no, 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 that's not a good time. I'm going to do it at the right moment that I know when it is. So it's a family working and uh, we are all there for patients. We need to understand that. And they're going to benefit from that trial. So um, we are a family. And that's how I see my job. And I love the people that I'm working with. At times, they might get a little bit annoying, especially the site that I've never been there. Uh, but I try to figure out after like two to three visits. So they're also human beings. We just need to find the right path. And then things going to work out. Uh, but yeah. That's my message for coordinators. Love your theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, they do. When they're newer CRCs, they're more afraid. And then as they yes. get more experienced, they become indifferent or just pleasant or sometimes, you know, the opposite. Uh, so it could go different ways from that point. And a lot of it's based on scenario and situation, too. I mean, one of the things we can spend another hour on is talking about workload. <laughs> yeah. You brought it up a little bit, workload of CRC. I mean, I think like it's, there is no standard for determining an appropriate workload. It's all falls on the PI, PI's opinion. Can the coordinator dedicate enough time? And I don't think most PIs have a realistic, unless they're the site owner. I don't think most PI have a realistic understanding of the work that, uh, coordinator does so and then different disease indications uh different therapeutic conditions 
can take more time, like central nervous system, which is what I primarily work on. You know, a patient visit may take five hours, six hours, whereas a hypertension, maybe it's only an hour, you know? So that study for that coordinator is not the same as the other study for the other coordinator. You can't compare, you know, well, this coordinator is doing one study, no problem. Why are you struggling? So I see this as a problem in the industry as well, which I don't know. I think only the site owners can resolve these issues properly. Yeah, that's true. These are things um, need to be discussed, at least to be told or shared with the sponsors to understand what's happening in real life. Because I do believe that sponsors also haven't seen this part of the journey. I mean, that's my opinion. It's mm -hmm. just like they, they design the trial, send it out um to to ethics they get approval then they start and they have their own team they have their own strategy so uh but this part i think that if they know how important this part of the journey is <laughs> and how it could really lead them to success i i, I think they would pay attention to it because yeah. uh instead of doing five trials maybe they can do 10 and then with good quality but yeah. they're doing five and out of five, they're too successful. So there are so many key factors. We see it. Uh, if they want to hear it out, they can watch your videos and listen mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> That's all I uh, and also come on Clubhouse. But thank you, Shiva. I know like it's getting thank late. You. I mean, we schedule half an hour. This is already sure. over an hour, but uh, we can do two bars. So we'll do a uh, part two as well. And then would love to interview any coordinators out there that you may know or anybody watching. Sure. Um, top 10 issues that uh, new CRAs maybe uh, deal with. Because you have some experienced coordinator that catch CRAs making mistakes when the CRA are new. And uh, we can talk about that too. But yeah, thank you so much, Shiva. Everybody, link, her LinkedIn profile is underneath the show notes. You also got to look up Ikra. You got to go on Clubhouse. You got to find Shiva there. Uh, I don't know an easy way to find her. Maybe I'll put your username underneath this video as well for Clubhouse. Sure. And that's where you get the juicy stuff, guys, because it's not recorded. People feel comfortable. I don't care. I, I say comfortable on video too, but there's people on there saying stuff, keeping it real with Marjorie that they know it's not being recorded. They could say their true feelings. And then we have these discussions later because we say, oh, that's an interesting take. Um for whatever reason that was. So thank you very much, Shiva. I really appreciate it. Uh, and um, we'll do it again for sure. Sure. Thank you, Dan. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the day. And uh, you keep it real. Marjorie keeps it real. <laughs> and keep doing what you're doing. That's the best thing. And I'm glad that I found you guys. Thank, thank you, you very much. Likewise, we're happy to connect and network further on Clubhouse and Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you connect with Shiva. Catch y'all later. Bye-bye.